from the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com. As people say, they were meticulous in in their record keeping, but when it came to the baby's um, death certificates, the, uh, the the lines get blurred then at that point. So it was it was a bloody money making operation, you know. It was a racket. I would probably guarantee you that there's not going to be 796 babies in this sewage uh, system of the the, the old uh, tomb non site because they were illegally adopting the children to America. Yes. And part of the girls' penance for having a child out of wedlock was that they had to give birth in silence. They also had to give birth without any pain relief. And if they couldn't keep silent, they put them out in this block shed out in the middle of the grounds called the Screamer Room, where she was left to give birth on an old mattress in the cold on her own. I would say there's people who, who are, are, are living now that, you know, have an emptiness inside them that you know that they, they know that there's something not right and their mother could be here who, who has grieved for them for maybe 30 years and they're walking walking the earth like you know it's, then it, we need to give these people some closure you know this is your host Elaine Ingram and that was the voice of Sean Donegan and as you can hear from those clips Today's topic is um, a difficult one, but uh, it's a story that really needs to be told. Sean was recently involved in the making of a documentary called The Missing Children. And today he's here to tell us about that documentary and what it's all about and um, the heartbreaking and disgraceful chapter in our country's history. Hello, Sean. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you've been on the podcast before. Um, as I, I said to you, you're the second person, or you're the first person that's ever been on the podcast twice. But the first time you were on for your Nuri Man Lost, and this is for um, a very different reason, and it's uh, this is a t- it's going to be a tough podcast to do, but I think it's a subject that needs to be discussed. It's about the um, the mother and baby homes, and the reason why I'm speaking to you today is because you were involved in a recent documentary that it aired on RTE and it's now and then it was on um, ITV you can get it on the ITV player now um, called The Missing Children and it's about the Tune baby home so I suppose maybe you could just tell us a wee bit about your your involvement in that to start with well so I got a, a phone call out of the blue it was a girl called Rachel from True Vision and they were the production company behind it for RTE and ITV and they had spotted photographs of St Peter's mother and baby home over in Castle Pollard on my website and I had photographed that previously and they asked could I contribute stories and photographs to the documentary so basically the phone conversation then for the next 20 minutes was me interviewing her on what way the documentary was going to come across um, what way you know was it going for shock factor or so at the end of the conversation I was satisfied that the, the photographs were going to be put to 
the right use. So I asked them what you know, how many images do you need? And uh, they says we we could start with eight or ten, and um, they didn't know which ones they wanted to use. So I says right, I'll I'll send you the album, and you can pick what you what you need. And um, she came back to me and says that's very nice of you. But our budget may depict how many we can use. And I says, look, if it's going to help highlight um, an important situation, I says, I'll not be charging for the images. So I'd rather use everything you can to help back up um, your documentary. So that was about, that was about eight months ago, I think. And I heard nothing. And I, was, I just passed over because it done work for BBC before and never heard anything back from it but then I got an email out of the blue a couple of weeks ago hi Sean thanks very much for contributing to the the documentary it's getting aired this Sunday night on ITV at 25 past 10 and Tuesday night on RTE at uh, 25 to 11 and I was like what you know so you know I was so delighted that this documentary was made and I suppose I was like a child when it came on to see, you know, what was used. It's really, I have to say, it's really, really well made documentary. Yeah, yeah. so like, I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, how it was, the, the you know, the, the journalism and the research behind it and how it was shot, the direction of photography and videography and all of it. It was just, it was an excellent yeah. production, but behind that, the... Like I'm still trying to get my head round. I I watched yeah. it. Um, I just watched it there, and it you know, it it made my blood boil. Yeah. And it it actually would make you ashamed to be Irish, really, in some ways, because you know the fact that this was going on under our noses. But yeah, it's 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 just hard to. I'm still get trying your head to around. process it, like you know the. The, the, the Irish fought the British, you know, for independence and the treatment, mistreatment of the Irish people. But then after the War of Independence and the Irish Civil War, they turn around and start treating their own people worse. Yeah. You know, and vulnerable, well, vulnerable people as in unmarried mothers, young unmarried mothers from the ages of 14 up who need support, who need about what they, they were seen as a problem and... Just, I'm still trying to process a lot of it, you know. Yeah. And even, even, you know, at that time, you know, abortion was illegal, contraception was illegal. Yeah. There was no support for you know unmarried mothers anyway. So yeah. this was this was wrapped up as at the time as um, these the bon secours nuns were um, given these these girls went there and they were like hidden away in these big austere looking buildings and. Um, they were basically enslaved and um, their babies were taken off them. Well, and well, I'll let you tell the story in case, I mean, I'm, everybody knows no, the story at this no, stage, but... Um, like the bonds occur nuns are now a multi-billion pound medical operation. They own know? 20% of the hospitals in the US. Exactly, yeah. So... We don't even know what we're looking at in the tomb site. We don't know. There was a, an experimental 
um, archaeological dig. dig but uh, that's another thing. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say that. And this was mentioned in the documentary too. And I think it's something that a lot of people thought that there was an actual... Um, it was an actual dig, but it wasn't. It wasn't, it was, no. It, was, it, the, it has never happened. The Irish government only allowed the archaeologists uh, uh, in for to get samples to see if there was human remains. Yeah. And undoubtedly, they found human remains, but they don't know how many or who. So I think, and they only photographed them. They couldn't even exhume them. No, they only photographed them, and like we have to say, like these human remains were found in a sewage system septic tank, so they were discarded. So they, they, they reckon that they were young infants. We don't know how many. Now the number is, I think, is it is it seven nine six? Seven nine six, yeah. So the seven nine six number um, is the unaccounted for babies. Now. I would probably guarantee you that there's not going to be 796 babies in this sewage uh, system of the, the, the old uh, tomb nun site because they were illegally adopting the children to America. Yes. Right? So, uh, as you've seen in the documentary and with all um, religious orders around the country, they were very systematic and astute with keeping facts and figures. So, there was birth certificates and there was death certificates for all those 796 children, but there was no burial certificates for most of them. Yeah. So a lot of those children were illegally adopted, adopted to either UK or um, America, Canada. You know, so it was a, it, it was a money-making operation. They were the, mail-order adoptions too, weren't mail they? Mail-order adoptions, and quite often the, the children would be fed up if they knew that there was prospective parents coming over from America, you know. So, like, on, on a lot of the death certificates, the children would have been dying from malnourishment. And I'm thinking, like, you're signing this child's death certificate for malnourishment, but you have the duty. You, you, these children are in your care. You're supposed to be looking after them. You're supposed to be feeding them. The Irish government spent thousands of pounds, giving you thousands of pounds every year to feed and look after these children, but yet now you're signing death certificates for children. For malnourishment, you know what I mean. I just, I don't, I don't get it. You know, how can a child be malnourished if you're getting paid to look after them? But um, the Irish government must be complicit in some ways. Completely. Because they must have known what was going on. I they mean, were know. there no inspections of these institutions? They were given the money. Yeah. You know, and clearly, something. You know, the amount of children that are dying in one place. You know that would that not raise suspicions? Well, it was all over the country, Lynn. You know, it wasn't tombs well, highlighted right. at the minute, like but this was happening. At least. This was happening countrywide. There's at least six thousand babies, I think, in total. Um, so that's a high infant mortality rate. The government didn't want to know after the War of Independence. Ireland wanted to be seen as an ultra ultra Catholic uh, religious society, as you said previously. There. Uh, Abortions illegal, contraceptions illegal, and a lot of these pregnancies that happened uh, to the young girls and unmarried girls, they could have been rape or incest, but it didn't matter. They were treated with the same disdain as anybody else. Um, it, it just an absolute disgrace. Like, but it was happening under the government's noses. Like, um, the government were fronting these places, but a lot of the time the nuns were just they were going with the bare minimum. Um, requirements that the government insisted on so the likes of Castle Pollard Mother and Baby's Home the bare minimum 
you needed to operate a mother and baby's home was one midwife. So for the amount of women that pass through Castle Pollard's and Peter's, um, one midwife is what all you needed. So it had a high infant mortality rate. And I think a lot of that was due to, there's there's a, a great book out called uh, the, the Baby Snatchers. And the, the, the girl who wrote the book would tell you about the, the screaming room in Castle Pollard's and Peter's. And part of the girl's penance for having a child out of wedlock was that they had to give birth in silence. They also had to give birth without any pain relief. And if they couldn't keep silent, they put them out in this block shed out in the middle of the grounds called the screamer room, where she was left to give birth on an old mattress in the cold on her own and without assistance. So like even modern day medicine and modern day uh, pre and postnatal treatment a child can come out the biblical cord could get wrapped you know you're waiting on the placenta to be there could be complications but this girl's out in the cold in the dark on her own probably like some of these in girls were name. 14 years up didn't know what the hell was going on so you, you don't have to wonder why there's so many you know such a high death rate you know and this would have been like and what really annoys me more about the the, the tomb situation was the bond secures are all medics, you know, they're, yes. they're all medics. They, they, you know, brand themselves as yeah. such, you know, um, so, but they are, they were all like nurses. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, trained. I, as people say, they were meticulous in, in their record keeping, but when it came to the baby's, um, death certificates, the, the, uh, the, the lines get blurred then at that point. So it was, it was a bloody money-making operation, you know. It was a racket. And you're not only trading babies, you're trading people's lives. Now, how many people now? Well, there's 796 babies. That Now, this is where when you sit down, you watch the show, and watch it twice, and then you go away. You're thinking something else pops into your head. There's 796 babies unaccounted for. And if we go down the theorem that not all those children are dead, that some of those children have been illegally adopted, there's women walking this earth now at the minute that think that they have children who died in childbirth, but there's chi- their children are walking the yeah. streets. Now, how does that feel? Oh, there's children... And, and those yeah. those women don't know of what number... They, don't yeah, they know. won't know whether it's their child. Yeah. And then there's other, and all the women that, you know, this site has not been excavated. No, so. Surely this is a. The government, human the Irish government. Issue. The Irish government should be doing something about it. Now, the cost to do the full excavation something around £13 million. Now, the bond secures who caused the, the bloody. I'm trying not to curse and get my blood's getting up. <laughs> But they caused all this operation, and all very nice of them. They're going to put three and a half million to, you know, like this is a as we say a multi billion pound operation. Own twenty percent of the hospitals in the US, and they're going to put three and a half million or something to, you know, like there should be more done. This this needs to be. I mean, it's surely a criminal investigation. That. I, I can't get my head around it. I can't understand. There, there has been no criminal investigation taken against... Uh, because you know, the documented evidence that it's people... There, it's have... slapping you in the face, but it's a dirty secret. It's 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 more dirty secrets that the Irish government want to put under the carpet. You know, and it was the same when when I photographed St. Peter's in Castle Pollard. 
a few members of the public that had seen our photographs, myself and Cal's um, photographs, they asked us could we keep a hold of the photographs for a couple of weeks or more because the Irish government are going for a vote in the dial to suppress the records for 30 for years. For 30 years? Yeah. At the, at the moment, the, where it stands at the moment, I think, is that they, they did, after the, there were protests, after they said that the records were going to be sealed and nothing was going to be mm-hmm. done about it, and the victims were not going to um, get access to their records. Yeah. They backed down on that slightly, and they said that the, 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 the victims could, could access their records, but everything else was going to remain sealed for 30 years. Yeah. How, how, how are the governments still colluding with the church? On this, still colluding, and the collude with the banks, the collude with the church. It's just corruption, absolute corruption. And I would say the biggest part of it's money. You know, somebody's getting paid off somewhere. Because if this was anywhere else in the world, you bet your bottom dollar that there would be a criminal case. You know, the government are quick enough, or the the inland revenue, or the you know the 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 assets bureaus, they're quick enough to come and unseal your documents and take your money off you criminal assets bureau will go through you with a fine tooth comb that's no problem but when you're looking information back of them it's close all doors like and the, the, you know this was the same with you know treatment of uh, mental health treatment throughout the years in, in 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 the republic of ireland too there's a there's a lot of dirty secrets that were brushed under the carpet and as you say these big imposing buildings for the 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 mental health treatment People were locked up, never seen again. You put your problems into these buildings. And it was the same then with the mother and baby's homes then. These girls were taken away into these places like um, Castle Pollard's. Um, they're way off the road. They're way out. You know, you're hiding sort of your your, your dirty secrets, as, as they say, like, you know. But I think what, what ne- there needs to be more pressure. There has to be something done because there's people that walk on this earth at the minute if they're lucky to still be alive and i would say a lot of people have an emptiness inside them and a huge earning for for some closure or some understanding like i would say like if it was me and i would say a, a maternal a mother mother and and, and child's born uh, bond is is unbreakable so i would say there's people who who are, are are living now that you know have an emptiness inside them that you know that they they know that there's something not right, and their mother could be here who who has grieved for them for maybe thirty years, and they're walking walking the earth like you know. It's, then we need to give these people some closure, you know. Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Programme for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes, or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our Splashtastic Water Sports Summer Programme. There are so many things to do, and all we need is you. See getactiveabc.com summer for all the details. One of these homes is um, right up the road here, beside us, the Marionvale home. Marionvale home, yeah. And that hasn't been, you know, investigated, you know, properly either. What's the situation with the Marionvale home so at the moment? Marionvale was sold. So Marionvale was built uh, built on the Good Shepherd site in 1955. 
and it operated up until something i think it was 1984 i'd have to fact check that but i think around the early 90s then kunamur bought it over sister concilios for a drug and a drink addiction center so after they built their their new facility up the dublin road then it was sold to a private developer but before the private developer could build the um historical archaeology came in they wanted to get the site tested for human remains basically so that was around i think that was 2016 2017 so they done an initial an initial um i think they were using ultrasound at the time uh i asked going back four years ago technology has come a long way but there was thing found there was things found that People are saying are in inconsistencies, and people are saying that uh, the machinery was incorrect. But there's something not just not right there. There is a graveyard on the site, an enclosed small graveyard that they know about um, that belonged to the to, to the nuns. But the uh, there's no smoke without fire when it comes to you know ha- having to do one of these um, one of these you know tests. So there. That site then has remained now then for four years. There has no 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 development been done on it, and I, I believe then for them to be able to develop on it, they, I think even the developer says that this land is trouble. Like, but um, they have to do another another scan of the place, you know. And is that going to happen? Do you think? Well, see, it, this is a different situation because this is the would be the Northern Irish government. Yeah. It would not be the you know the Irish government. There's no. So is there any are you know are, are there any is it any better in this scenario, in terms of listening to I suppose we don't concerns. Have the the uh, the Northern Irish government doesn't yeah. have the answer to the the Catholic Church. Um. Uh, so but there's, unless there's any evidence found or dismissing anything found on the last um scan because they're, they're they're saying it was inconsistencies with the equipment yeah but there hasn't been another date issued or you know a dig issued so to speak so it's sort of it's kind of in limbo at the minute so that site was supposed to be developed um the same time as shellboard motors across the road so it's been sitting idle and waiting there for four years you know so it, it was another they were all the same, like, you know, they, all these modern people. There was none any better than the other. There's no... Were they all owned by the Bon Secours? No, not all. They're all different orders of nuns who were contracted by the Irish government and took money off the Irish government and the Republic of Ireland. Also up here, the, the, the Catholic Church would have paid for these facilities up here. Um, down south, um, you, the Bon Secours or the, the, the two nuns, Castle Pot, they're all different different orders of... Um, of nuns um, and up in your you know like and then up when you come north of the border the mother and baby's homes then were run by Presbyterian churches as well you know so up here it was uh, there was different organizations and different churches running them but all funded by by the government and like the, the Northern Ireland government at the time as well like the, you know this was a problem too um, so all these homes everybody was treated as bad there's no there's no good stories back then there's no oh jesus you should have been in this home you got treated all right they're all just it was was the same mentality you're a sinner yeah systematic 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 abuse yeah psychological abuse and like if you hear some of the stories even coming out of the marion vale home like you know the nuns treated the girls like slaves 
and like Christmas time they'd make the, the these unmarried mothers perform and in some instances they were told to dance like monkeys at Christmas parties and I would say like the nuns were full of drink and you know absolutely torturing these girls and then you come into the physical torture and the, the punishments and the slappings and the beatings and the canings and yeah this is all well documented so we're not yeah. just talking you no, know i'm not talking out of school but here the evidence is there too. i do have to say you know in, in the interest of some sort of you know argument on the other side from from their point of view and um they would say well you know who else was going to look after these girls, or where were the yeah. fathers? Where were the where were the people who got them pregnant? So that's, that's I suppose that's it's irrelevant in terms of the abuse. They were they, they were paid and contracted to do that, but that's not what they done. Yeah, you know, you know that's not what they done. They, you know they they abused you know their 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 powers, um, enslaved girls, psychologically tortured girls into some of these. You know they're making them feel unwanted. You know, like it's just it was on the TV the other night. Marion home like there, there's people who have been whose whole lives have been destroyed because of these places. You know, you know, people uh, have abused their their you know the, the trust, and it, like everybody knew it was going on, but it wasn't happening in your front room, so you didn't care. Yeah. You know. But did people know what was going on behind those big walls? Know. You know, there's people disappearing, girls disappearing off the streets. Like, and it's not, we're not talking about one or two people here. I think in, in Ireland, in the, oper- in the operations from the 1924s up until the 1980s, we're talking about 40,000 girls at least that were, you know, so somebody's going to notice these, their best mate going missing yeah. or, you know, it's... Do you think we all, you know, at that time, people just lived in fear? They lived in fear of the church and they lived, lived in, in fear actually, of God. Yeah, well, you lived in fear of the church and that's how a lot of the uh, sexual abuse went on as well throughout the church because, you know, the, the fear of God, the fear of the priests. Like, a lot of these girls were taken from their parishes by the priests and drove to the mother and baby's home. So the church had a lot involved with instruct, extracting the girls from their homes and taking them to these facilities and it was the same with the mental health institutions like we're not talking millions of years ago here in ireland that you could get your wife signed in the psychiatric hospital with the signature of the guard and the local priest now and i i I'll not go through the list of mundane like it could be um postnatal depression all they needed was two signatures and, and a woman could be signed into one of these institutions indefinitely for such a minuscule thing, you know, so that's how how we treated people, and that's how the you know how powerful the church was. And, and women in general. I mean, it's not yeah. that long ago. I mean, my 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 own mother had to. I think it was wasn't until the nineteen. I, I don't know when it was, but it was, um, not that long ago when women were had to give up their job if you worked for the if you worked um you had to, you had to give up your job when you got married. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that was. That was the law until I think maybe the seventies. The dark ages, like you know, still frowned upon. Like even though it was the law, it was still frowned upon up until the nineties, and some people still frowned upon it. Like you know, we're still not a million miles away. Like you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we have come a, come a long way in some ways, but you know, f- for this to be dragging on for so long and and nothing seeming to be done about it, it just would make you wonder: Are we still under? The thumb of the church, or is it a money issue? Or I think, <clears throat> I think a money issue could be part of it because I would say, because of the, the numbers involved, I would say the Irish government's worried about lawsuits. 
the cost of lawsuits there's so many factors like why you know if it was anywhere else in the so world so if the, if if wrong is admitted then if people wrong will is be admitted, able to come forward you know, and demand they have apologized but they it was a a roundabout apology that left them you know not exposed for any you know so th- th- these are criminal cases if you have dead children thrown into a septic tank that's a criminal case that's exactly. criminal neglect that's why I can't understand yeah. why it hasn't been excavated there's no way you can dig it up or write it up or you know what I mean you know Perry Mason couldn't get you out of that one it's it's criminal neglect and you know I don't want to say the, the, the murder word but they might as well murder these children in cold blood because they just throw them like rubbish in a sewage tank at the bottom of the garden it's just sickening you know yeah it is it's absolutely horrendous and then as you say for all these um, you know for the ones that were illegally adopted and the thing about it is that it didn't seem that the government really were willing to do much until it became an international story either which says something else too you know it, it was still being ignored because even when the story broke initially um, in when what was it 2014 or something like that well they, 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 say they didn't we, do we, anything they, they say we live in a democracy but I, I don't believe we do you, you, you know people get voted in governments get voted in and they do whatever they think they want for the term you know what I mean there's no accountability and then when it comes up to the election times again they vote the same buggers in so nothing's happening that democratically within our country as far as I can see there's so many lobbyists for each side and I would say the bond secures are, are lobbyists to the, the government I was going as far as to say that there but Within the country, nothing's going to happen unless... And it was the same with the peace process in Ireland as well. You needed the Bill Clintons, you know, you needed the international press, you needed the eyes on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're not probably not alone in that. A lot of countries are the same a lot of with, with their the internal yeah. problems. You know, it's when yeah. the rest of the world starts to look on. Yeah. But unless you have that international pressure, and I think we need to get the momentum going and get more pressure and more pressure till they have to do the right thing. Yeah. You know... These people aren't looking benefits or money. They're just looking information looking for their, for that can their, change their lives and the fact that and they for their have families. closure or know who they are. Or, you know, they could, they could start grieving if they knew their child had been dead or they could be sitting wondering there is my child. You know, there's so many things that, they, that, that this information could do for people and it needs to be released, you know. Because as well as that, you know, there there's also collusion. It's not only within Ireland because th- these children were being sent over to America and adopted over there, but that was through the religious organisations on that part of the world. So there was, you know, that was going on as it, well. It was a systematic network. Yeah, it was a network. <laughs> it was a network, you know. Um, I'm sorry if this podcast is coming across as very one-sided, but I mean, there is only one way to look at this. There only is one way <laughs> And I've researched it and researched it and researched it and speaking to girls, you know, who've been in these places, there's no, there's no way to sprinkle it with fairy dust and tell it a different way. But this is, this is how it was, but it was a sophisticated network. And like a lot of the birth certificates to were, you know, they got greedy. They got greedy. They weren't happy with the numbers of, of adoptions they were getting. So they're actually doctoring the birth certificate so they could adopt get the t- children adopted in a way earlier 
So that meant that... So you weren't meant to be adopted until they were um, at least over six months I think old. it was six months. So children as young children. as two and three months were taken off the mothers. And their birth certificates were, were doctored. And there was one very sad story in, in the... Well, amongst all of the sad stories in it. But there was one sad story about the, the, the woman who was... The, 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 the man who was looking for his mother and then eventually found her and found that she had been looking for him yeah. as well. And she had to tell him that she never adopted him he thought he had been you know that it wasn't yeah. her she never gave him away that she he was actually he was, he taken, was taken off away taken yeah. off her, yeah that's a that's a success story that's closure yeah. for those people but as we say there's what almost forty thousand. yeah and they don't know if their child is yeah. alive and well living somewhere yeah or at the bottom of a septic tank yeah you like, know and it doesn't bother thinking about yeah. Bottom of a septic tank, as you said, it, it it sounds cold. Yeah. You know, Castle Pollard, they buried the children. They didn't even bother burying the children in a coffin. They put them in shoeboxes and buried them down the road in a shoebox. And it took, it was Catherine Corliss who, who um, came across all of this. And she just, just an ordinary woman mm-hmm. um, who was just interested, had a minor interest in, you know, historical buildings and and she just did a little bit of research and just she came across this she uncovered this whole story uh, she, she just had a fight hard to get the story out oh know? yeah that's what i was saying that, that when it came, when she wrote it at first or when she when she when she broke the news at first expecting you know things to happen nothing did happen no like you think if you drop that bomb the whole wordpress is going to go absolutely crazy for it but no quite the opposite everything went silent because they said Jesus it's such it's so so big people don't know how to I don't think they know how to process or handle this how deep it goes how international it goes who's involved how many people's involved because you had adoption free agencies and you had religious orders on the other side of the water as well you know like even likes of they're taking children you know, from Tomb till America. They're also taking them, children from, say, Marionville, or they're going to Donegal and Derry. These children are getting placed all all over the world, taken out of, you know, where they were born. But, you know, you need... It's a team operation, you know, and they're, they're everywhere. Children to Australia as well. Crazy. Crazy. Castle Pollard was, I think, 600... To say it died in Castle Potter. Do was that six hundred have died, or was it three hundred have died, and three hundred were illegally adopted? We don't know. One hundred and fifty-seven then children in Castle Pollard, St Peter's went were sent to America. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. So many, many Irish children are walking about, born and thinking they're Americans, but really come from a mother and baby's home, somewhere in Ireland. Like you know. Yeah. It's crazy. What what Sean? What do you think can possibly be done at this stage? Or well, I think the first step, well, the first step has been done that this documentary was made. I think Liam Nielsen he's going to be doing another film, so I think hopefully. A lot of people don't read things now, um, with with social media and and things. I think paper media sometimes dead, so they don't really read in the paper. But when you have. I'm not going to say visually graphic, but you have a visually compelling TV show like that, that documentary. People's attention's caught. 
Liam Nielsen's behind it now too. There'll be another film out. So and it's not sensationalist. I mean, it is not, very no. much just interviews with people and very factually yeah. just what happened. Yeah, you there's know? no dramatization or anything. You know, it was all done very, very tastefully and just to get that story out. But I think the momentum still has to keep going and going until there's so much pressure built that the the government has to do something about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because there's yeah these people need to find out their history and just know who they are know who you are yeah it's a basic human right to know who you are yeah and they're being denied okay all right well thanks very much sean thank you for for talking about this i know it wasn't the the, the nicest of subjects but no. you know it is something that needs to be needs to be looked at and i really hope that people you know you can find the video you can find the documentary on um on the itv player so it's there for anyone to see if you haven't already seen it okay thanks john thank you thanks for listening i really hope that um the victims get some sort of justice in in through all of this and um some kind of closure and that the government steps up and does its job From the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney Competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more. From just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com.